Everyone else gets away. This is the race for the win of the Daytona 500. Fields in three. Earnhardt swings up to the top of Rick Bass. The left car on the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt puts on the block. Earnhardt slips off turn four. Back to the checkered flag. Earnhardt in front of Bobby Labonte. A lap car to the inside. Rusty Wallace make that Mayfield and Labonte banging for second to the stripe. Dale Earnhardt comes to the white flag and the caution flag. And Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500 in his 20th try. It'll be Earnhardt coming to the stripe, finally eluding the one prize in NASCAR racing that has eluded him the most over his illustrious career. Intro. We have been getting used to using AOL keywords when utilizing the internet to research. Not long prior to that, the tech industry was slim in regards to the World Wide Web. People used years of committed research, read books, earned experience in various workforces, and depended on the scientific method when making a new cake recipe. It was 1998, and Google entered the picture. The United States Oval Office was once viewed as a safe, strong, and stylish place to embrace world leaders and special guests of the Commander-in-Chief. A wild executive and a malleable intern allowed it to become a sexy and sultry spot. It was 1998, and a sexual affair between President William Clinton and White House intern Monica Lewinsky resulted in the world leader being impeached. Cinema was growing. Films like The Truman Show and Saving Private Ryan were in production. Instant classics waited for their turn to entertain audiences by the hundreds of millions. A new take on a nurtured truth allowed us to all believe we could love as deeply as a bouquet of roses or simply be king of the world. It was 1998, and Titanic spent 15 consecutive weeks at number one. The 50th NASCAR Winston Cup season was about to begin. Future Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon had just won his third of four championships the year prior. A total of 57 dexterous drivers were on the entry list for the season opening Great American Race. It was 1998, and Dylan Hurt Sr. was going to win the greatest race of his entire career, the Daytona 500. Three cars side by side in the banking. Down into turn number four. Earnhardt with tremendous power. Look at that precision driving right to the line. They called him Big E, amongst many nicknames. Perhaps Dylan Hart's proper monogram would have been D.D. or Daytona Dale. From his earliest years, the super speedway plagued him. From 1976 to 1979, the Ironhead Intimidator was winless at Daytona. His first win at the 2.5 mile super speedway didn't take place until the 1980 Bush Clash. Later that day, Gerald Martin of the News and Observer wrote that Earnhardt championed the sport's best chauffeurs. The record books would tend to agree. He started in the fifth position of a 12-driver field that included the likes of Darrell Waltrip and Richard Petty. Despite the prized win on the high banks, though, Dale didn't manifest much through the 20-lap feature. 
It wasn't until entering turn three on the final lap that he passed his close friend Neil Bonnet for the lead. Earnhardt, one of the sport's dominant drivers, clinched his first win at Daytona in the least dominant fashion. He had to wait another two years for his next win after his big break in 1980. Earnhardt didn't win a Cup Series event, but instead won the Sportsman class, earning one of his many now Xfinity Series victories at the annual 300-mile season opening event. In 1983, he won his first qualifying duel, but no wins in 1984 or 1985. 1986 started off as hot as the press. He earned three wins during speed weeks. He doubled all previous feats, winning in the Xfinity race, his clash, and his duel. 1987, winless. 1988, another Bush clash. In 1989, he took the lead late in the Daytona 500, but lost to eventual race winner, Darrell Walter. Darrell, how long? Wait, wait, wait. This is, the, this is the Daytona 500, isn't it? You bet it Don't is. tell me it isn't. Overall, he was racking up wins left and right at the fame track, but his Daytona 500 legacy wasn't there. He had run out of fuel, blown motors, been passed by faster cars, and even crashed. A Hollywood break nearly happened in 1990. While Paramount Pictures rented space on track to film their blockbuster Days of Thunder, Dale Earnhardt dominated the Premier Series race, leading 155 of the scheduled 200 circuits. Unfortunately, he found a new way to lose the race, cutting his tire in turn three of the final lap. Underdog Derek Cope won that event. Unfortunately, Dale was only able to be the beneficiary of a $2,000 thank you for the motion picture that day. The wins kept coming year after year. 13 wins at Daytona from 1991 to 1994. Another six wins from 1995 to 1997. Dale had led every lap from 1 to 199 in the Daytona 500, but not yet won the Crown Jewel event. He'd won in IROC, Xfinity, The Clash, dual qualifying races, even the summer 400-mile event. He'd even finished runner-up in the Daytona 500. His lone beast was victory in the season opening 500 miler. 43 teams started the 1998 Daytona 500. Earlier in the week, Earnhardt won his duel and stated many times that he knew he had a car fast enough to win and the grand of them all. He tried for so many years to win large. 1998 was intense. From Google to government to Gordon, it was a year of headlines. It was NASCAR's golden season. The number game was high. NASCAR's 50th, Daytona 500 was celebrating their 40th, and for Dollar Dale, it was his 20th career attempt at the 500. Who will we add to this list today? Will it be the defending champion, Jeff Gordon? Perhaps one of the Labonte brothers who start the day on the front row? Or will it be the man who's had his eye on the checkered flag through 20 years of frustration, Dale Earnhardt? It is the moment 
Prior to the race, Earnhardt considered the potential of poor weather being added as another reason behind not finishing the event. The clouds were gray for most of the day and winds were in the teens. Approaching the event, he had one other winless drought, a 59 race starting streak at all tracks without a win. Fans were beginning to wonder if he had aged out. The man in black had 70 wins and was in his 40s while other young and ripe talent such as Labonte's and Gordon's were taking over. The drivers buckled in for the final time and completed their pre-race rituals. Earnhardt started up front for a sensationally calm several pace laps. Ford was the presenting sponsor of the event and they were debuting a total of 18 new Tauruses as well as phasing out a remaining three Ford Thunderbirds totaling 49% of the starting lineup. While the CBS broadcast reviewed the Ford starting lineup, they showed the GM Chevrolet onboard camera of Dale Earnhardt Sr. The race went green. The 50th anniversary season of NASCAR, the 40th Daytona 500 is underway. The race went green, and Bobby Labonte led lap 1 through 14. The first lap sled in the 500 of his entire career. He was passed on lap 15 by two-time Daytona champion Sterling Marlin. Dale Earnhardt took the point and held it for 20 laps from lap 17 to 36. Other leaders took the exchange, including Jeff Gordon and Bobby's older brother, NASCAR champion Terry Labonte. The race was monstrous in fortitude but modest in attitude, as the event's first caution did not occur until the 126th lap. Ward Burton's number 22 Bill Davis, MBNA Pontiac, cut a tire in turn three, encouraging all leaders to pit. And there is Ward Burton, who has cut down a tire and will make it back around to pit road. You could hear Jeff telling Ray Everham there's stuff all over the racetrack back here. And caution is out for the first time today. The yellow flag waves over the Daytona 500. During the pit exchange, Mark Martin's gearbox experienced challenges putting the number six Valvoline Ford entry behind the wall. Rusty Wallace won the race off of pit road. Chevrolet had led 103 laps of the event by the time the field took the green again on lap 130. They took off hot. 19 cars on the lead lap. Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon. The three past Winston Cup champions had combined for 102 of the laps led at that point of the race. The field got back up to speed, and Earnhardt made a quick pass, taking the lead from Wallace on the 131st lap. His teammate, Mike Skinner, worked with Dale for a portion of his late race lead, but made an attempt with fellow Chevrolet driver Ken Schrader on lap 138 for the lead. Their attempt was nearly successful, as they led the 139th lap but Earnhardt took it back on lap 140. An additional caution on lap 174 included a two-car accident on the backstretch. John Andretti's STP Pontiac and Robert Presley's Jasper Engines Ford collided after Andretti's run on Presley had too much inertia. All lead lap cars took their final pit stop. Dale Earnhardt's Black Widowed team maintained their lead after the athletic crews serviced the cars. Green flag on lap 178 resumed the event for the final time. 
Earnhardt gracefully maintained his lead as the laps continued to tick. With 15 to go and still leading, fans of the television broadcast were reminded of how many times Earnhardt had been leading at this point in the event. He was being haunted by a pair of twins in the Penske Fords, painted identically as if it were a motorsport enthusiast version of The Shining. Jeremy Mayfield and Rusty Wallace waited for Earnhardt to make a mistake in second and third place. By this time, Dill had led a dominating 93 laps of the 186 complete. Veteran pit reporter Dick Berggren interviewed owner of the number three Chevrolet with 11 laps to go. While the television audience watched Mayfield hunting the bumper of the three car like it was Jaws, Childress watched his race car continue to lead. On lap 192, Bobby Labonte made a pass around Jeremy Mayfield and the cars behind him had to decide which blockbuster to buy a ticket to, high line or low line. The Penske teammates had us seeing double, their blue race cars working in tandem to reclaim spots in the top four. Entering lap 195, Gordon separated them. Chevy, Ford, Chevy, Ford, with six to go. Three laps remaining, Earnhardt still leading. On lap 198, Lake Speed's number nine Ford tangled with the 43 of John Andretti, who is enjoying his own double feature, having now spun twice in the race. Benefit, there's a slow car up ahead. And there's trouble coming off a of turn two. Some cars get strangled. It might be this. Whoever gets back to the start. The caution was out. The, the, the drivers raced to the line to claim their positions for the remaining caution laps that would end the race. This could be the Daytona 500. Bobby Labonte goes to the outside. Labonte up high. Earnhardt uses the lap car of Rick Bass to the, as a pick. 20 years of trying. 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Finally. The most anticipated moment in racing. If John Elway can win the Super Bowl, Dale Earnhardt said he could win the Daytona 500. And if he comes around under caution to complete this final lap, the taste of long-awaited victory will be his. Wow, what a drive by Dale Earnhardt doing everything he had to do today. Bobby Labonte saying, boy, I needed that last lap. At the top of the show, you saw the steely eyes of Dale Earnhardt. I'll bet they'll be tearful when he pulls into victory lane. Let me tell you, it'll make the strongest man on earth proud when you win this race. It's special. Bobby Labonte comes across the line to the caution flag in second. Jeremy Mayfield scored third. Kenny Schrader with a shot at that $2 million bonus, as did Bobby Labonte. Checkered flag. Dale Earnhardt finally is a champion of the Daytona 500. Earnhardt won. During his post-race celebration, he crawled the number three GM Goodwrench Chevrolet down pit road like an out-of-work film projector. Every man on every crew offered a celebratory high five. He snuck back onto the grass with his Monte Carlo and etched a large number three in the infield grass. He accomplished a motion picture success that Hollywood's greatest writers couldn't have told. He earned one million $59,805 that day. Pretty good for a Sunday box office. 
Six IROC race wins, 1992, 1994, 1995, 1996, 1999, and 2000. Five straight Xfinity Series races from 1990 to 1994. Four Bush Clash events, 1988, 1991, 1993, 1995. 10 consecutive Daytona 500 qualifying race wins, 1990 to 1999. Three Cup Series victories, the 400 mile events in 1990 and 1993, and the Daytona 500 in 1998. This has been a production from RacingRefresh.com, Appeal 5, LLC, 2022.